Oh, hi. It's Hannah, and this is the Salt and Branch Podcast. And I am still looking for a jingle. <laughs> okay, y'all. So I have been putting this off for mm, two weeks. And I don't really have an excuse other than, no, I don't really have one. <laughs> Some self-reflection there. Before, let's see, the last episode that came out, I ended talking about how I wanted to speak about anxiety for the next series, and that is just now very interesting with what is currently happening in today's society worldwide is the COVID-19 pandemic, for those of you who listen at a later time. So uh, how fitting that I wanted to talk about anxiety, and I will talk about anxiety here, Um I have been, so we are in the midst of, like, the shelter-in-place, stay-at-home, like, only-do-grocery-doctor job if you have to, kind of endeavors outside. Everyone's pushing for, you know, those those movements, like, six feet apart when you're out, social distancing, this, that, and the other. Um, I have not done anything social in person since I was home in Florida. And that was like two weeks ago, maybe, almost two weeks ago. Um, And I don't ever really have an evening off during the week in like a normal schedule. So to be this slowed down is is really different for me. But um, I would say most days I see the silver lining to this season of life. Um, but today is just a little quieter. And then I was like, I'm not going to record because I'm feeling kind of bleh. And I was like, no, maybe this is when you record because you're feeling bleh. Because I'm sure a lot of other people are feeling bleh. And I do think there's a lot of other greater issues going on surrounding this COVID-19 situation than are directly impacting me. And I am very aware of that. And so I think I... I'm growing in frustration when I see people who are in similar circumstances to myself and like we can't just stay home. We can't just do this. We can't just, I don't know. And I have a couple friends who are in the medical profession and they're like, this isn't good, Hannah. So not to be doom and gloom, but like that's the reality of today. So I've been home. I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've been working from home digitally as a teacher. I've been cleaning. I've been taking lots of walks. Y'all, we had like the best three days of weather before today. So when I think of the rain, I'm like, well, this was coming because honestly, the last three days were perfect for weather. Um, I, so I think, so uh, President Trump had declared, like, we're going to do, we're going to continue social distancing for the the next month. And I was like, Harkins, now's the time to write. Now's the time to write. So that's happened. That that started, starts today, um, which I'm excited for. I feel like I talk a lot of talk and then I don't execute. And I think that's just been my perpetual issue with a lot of my projects. <laughs> so whatevs. Um, let's see. On a lighter note. Uh On my personal Instagram account, which I think I'm going to merge them, which means I'm going to bring more of, like, my 
Is my roommate gone? Oh no, it's just the people above me. <laughs> I was gonna say hi to her. I think I'm gonna bring the Salt and Brain stuff over to my personal Instagram account because it doesn't matter. I'm just doing a lot of thinking since I have the time. Anyway, so I've been capturing, I've been doing this very short, I think it's kind of funny and other people tell me it's funny, this thing called From a Distance on my personal account. And I will like link them if you follow the Salt and Branch Instagram account, um, where I call it hashtag from a distance. And it's just like funny things that happen that are categorizing like if I see an attractive man across the sidewalk, you know, hashtag six feet apart. But like from a distance, we like lock eyes and I like capture all these funny moments. I uh, saved a wandering dog yesterday. And I call the owner on the collar, and of course he pulls up, and he's, like, very attractive. And I was like, are you kidding me? I look like I woke up under the tilt-a-whirl, and this guy's beautiful coming to pick up this stray dog. Of course. That's just how it works. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to diminish and belittle the severity of today's medical condition, but I do want to bring a little bit of respite in the midst of the news that isn't very easy to swallow sometimes, or consuming, or anxiety-producing. So, uh, that's been kind of fun to do, and fun to, like, keep people entertained. I think I got that bone from my mother. My mom always liked to entertain people and make people laugh. So I feel like if I can do that a little bit, then I will. LOL. Um, okay. So I'm going to talk for a little bit, and then... I don't think this one's going to be very long, because... I don't know. You know, blah. I just feel kind of blah. But we're going we're gonna to power through and we're going to make it work. So, initially, I'm like stretching. Initially, when I thought about this series and when I thought about anxiety and when I thought about what I wanted to talk to you about anxiety, I have all of these things that I want to say that, for the most part, kind of challenge <laughs> the way I think... Sometimes Christians particularly address the topic of anxiety. And I have seen that firsthand. I have been, I have felt friction by that at times. I felt confused by anxieties at times. And I know that I am in a season right now where I am enduring moments of anxiety that the Lord is using to teach me about it. And so I want to do at least two episodes on the topic um, where I just talk with you about what I'm learning, not that I'm the best, not that I don't have anxiety anymore, but I think what I'm learning is really helpful. And when I've talked with others about it, they've seemed to get kind of just some help by these ideas and ways of thinking about it. So I wanted to share a couple with you today. Um, Number one. Hot take, number one. I don't think that the Christian church as a whole does the best job at having the discussion around anxiety when it comes to today's society, when it comes to how it manifests itself in our lives. Um, I think that has to do with technology. I think that has to do with a fear of getting involved. I think I think it is easier to you know, tell somebody to pray about it, be like, oh, I'll pray that it gets better, or, I hope it clears up, or blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I think prayer is the first thing we do. 
And I'm also learning that through my anxiety, God is showing me specific things that I might be fearful about or worried about or not at all that he's drawing light to me. So, for example, um, I have read and heard that after you lose someone significant to you that anxiety is pretty common. Ugh, check. Um, it has really flared itself in the last six months. Um, I am also learning that anxiety is pretty prevalent um, with, like, PMS symptoms for women particularly. Uh, check. That has really flared itself. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. And I'm sure some of you can relate. The sense of noticing anxiety and not knowing the cause or there not being a cause and realizing, oh, this is hormonal is really, really helpful so that you feel like you're not going crazy, but also really frustrating. Like just a couple weeks ago when I was home in Tampa, I like cried to my dad and I was like, I don't like not feeling like myself. Because I knew that the feelings that I felt were hormone triggered. So now I'm in this whole process of like, how can I help balance my hormones in a more holistic way? Blah, 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 blah. I'm getting into that. If you have some great ideas, I'd love to hear them. But also know that I'm looking into that too. Um, so I think sometimes anxiety can be caused by factors that are outside of our control. I think sometimes um, we also like to grab that anxiety and feed it because it's... Um, sometimes we get attention from it, and I think that's safe to say. Um, I think it is easy to just kind of hide behind it sometimes, as I have done before. And I have noticed that um, sometimes it's like a blanket term. And so I see it in some social settings where they're like, well, I just have anxiety, so that's just like... Okay, well, why don't we, like, work through that? Um, why don't we talk through that? Why don't we see if we can find some roots to that instead of just accepting anxiety's impact on your life? And I think our mental health is becoming a really big topic right now, which I'm thankful for. But I think with that comes an opportunity to really overemphasize some of these struggles that some of us go through. And I think if we can get back to the basics, like anxiety at times can be really helpful, right? It like gets your attention that something's not right or that something needs to come to mind or that something is unsettled on your heart. And so for like, sometimes I think it's okay to be thankful for it. Of like, whew, like, I, like if I didn't feel like that, then I wouldn't have reacted and I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. And you know, this wouldn't have gotten resolved. So I don't know. I just think there could be a better conversation going on that allows for all these different variables to become part of the conversation, if that makes sense. I think it does. Um, I think for me, the big thing that I've been thinking about is um, when it comes to the Lord and my anxiety. Like, God, what are you, what are you teaching me here? Because anxiety is not bigger than me. It will not overcome me. And I do not have to succumb to this feeling. I will give um, credit where credit is due when, like, we've got some chemical imbalances and medical help needs to be part of the equation. I will, I will acknowledge that very authentically. Yes. 
yes, sometimes there are imbalances. Um, and I can honor that, and I am sorry for that. Um, but are there ways that can help manage that outside of either just numbing or igniting and making it into this bigger situation? I think there are. I don't think this is like a one-stop shop and we fix it. I, I think I will struggle with anxiety for the rest of my life. But I think the way that I look at it is a lot different. So now when I kind of feel it rearing its head, I, I kind of see it as its entity. It's like a, it's like a character. And I'm like, oh, anxiety's here today. Okay, well, I'd, I'd rather you not. Um, and so a lot of times when this is happening to me, I go through a little bit of a checklist. I'm like, okay, what am I forgetting to do? <laughs> um, am I out of step with something? So did I misspeak to someone and I need to apologize? That's sometimes my issue. Like I'll get convicted and I'm like, oh, I got to go apologize for that. And I get anxious about it. Um, is there something big and important about to come up? Maybe, right? And so we're feeling anxious, and I think that's fair. Um, or where am I at in my cycle? Hello. And then when I realize, oh, it was about that time when I get anxiety. Then I'm kind of able to, like, acknowledge the character in my story that day and be like, okay, you can sit over there. Because I know you're just part of today, but you are not going to be the star of today because I am the star. <laughs> oh, I hate myself for saying that. But also it's true. It's true. Okay. So maybe some of those questions might help you. Because right now, I would say, 78% of the media just wants to induce fear, a.k.a. anxiety. Which means that you're going to stay tuned onto their TV stations and give them more views, which gets them more money. LOL. Then I would say there are some news stations who are really out to tell you some good stuff and get you good information and way to go. Those are few and far between, I would say. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, oh, the season of life that we're all in. I think we have all experienced, well, period. I think all of us have experienced anxiety at some point. You know, some of us are like, well, I don't get it because I don't really struggle with that. I love that for you, but you live around and you care about a lot of people who probably do. And so if you are able to better communicate with those who are struggling with anxiety or experience severe anxiety or experience anxiety in a way that impacts their day, that's going to be really awesome for your friendship, for your relationship, you know, and for the future because you never know. You never know. I never had anxiety until I was like 21. 22, 23. And then it subsided for a while. And then my mom passed away. And then it just... And now I'm, re I'm learning how to re-navigate it. Because now it looks a little different than it did before. Before it used to like cripple me and I would just like cry myself to sleep. And then I'd get up and go to work. Now it's a bit more... I feel like I have a conversation with it. I'm like, okay, listen. I see you. I feel you. I don't like you. What's going on today that might be the reason why for this? And I know all of our situations are different, but that is mine particularly. And maybe that can help you a little bit when you're thinking about your own anxiety. So as I now like to do, because I'm going to stop us there and I'm going to talk more next time. As I like to do, I want to give you some action steps for this season of life. When you're thinking about your own anxiety, when you're thinking about COVID-19, when you're stuck at home by yourself, when you're choosing to stay home by yourself, uh... I got three things I want you to do. 
and I kind of want to just help. Number one, I want you to do something active for 30 minutes. Literally, my show notes say, walk, lift soup cans. (laughs) So please, (laughs) go into your cabinets, get out some soup cans, and pump some soup cans. Get the muscles going. You can lunge across the family room, down the hallway. You can go take a walk if it's nice out. You can go take a walk if it's not nice out. I honestly thought about it. I was like, what would happen if I went out in the rain without any protection? It's kind of cold here right now, so like I probably won't do that. But could that be kind of refreshing? I think it might. I think 30 minutes is just long enough to feel like something's doing something in your heart, in your brain, with your endorphins. Endorphins are powerful. Let's go get them. Uh, 20 minutes to me feels like you get to 10, and you're like, oh, I only have 10 left. 30, it's like, no, I got to make an effort. I got to go spend 30 minutes. Number two, before you go to bed, on a piece of paper, I want you to write down five things that you're thankful for at the end of each day. Pencil to paper. Not on the cell phone. Sometimes I let that slide. Not on the cell phone, though. I think we have a lot of screen time right now. And the less screen time, the better. To be honest. I want you to write that list. It can be anything. It can say, Jesus, salvation. It can say all these really great heavy things. Some days it might say pizza rolls, toilet paper. Don't get me started on toilet paper right now. Water, my dog, and Jesus, and my comfy sweater. Your your days will look different. Your list will look different, but I guarantee you can find five. And then leave that right next to your bed. And then when you wake up in the morning... I want you to start your day by reading that. So that whatever the day then brings, you will have started with a reminder of the five things that you're grateful for, thankful for, however you want to do that. And number three, my suggestion that I'm going to start doing tonight is I would sleep, if you don't already, sleep with your phone charging across the room or in another room. Leave your ringer on, turn that baby on high, because you never know who's going to need you. I got you, I got you. I got family in other states. I get nutty too. But leave that baby on high. You'll hear it. And let your thankful list be the last thing you do. And then try to go to sleep. Okay? I think we can do that. I'm going to try to do it. Give me five days. Do that for five days and see what happens. I'm not going to fix your anxiety because I don't think I have that power. But we might be able to redirect our focus... And I think your focus can feed your anxiety. Booyah. Not in the show notes, but it definitely does. Because if all I do is watch the news, like you know, spiral, spiral, spiral. We're all going to die. Everything's going to implode. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that might be honestly how it feels. Because all you've done is watch how things are so terrible. But maybe let's take some time to find some things that make us giggle. I watch a couple people on Instagram just to giggle. And thank you to those people who do that for me. Uh, Find good podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of true crime because I'm like, oh, there's a distraction. Not sure if it's a good distraction, but it's certainly a distraction. 
and I'm going to start making my little list tonight. And I'm going to charge my phone across the room tonight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have it nearby. I did not get a 30 minute walk. I think I got like a 15 minute walk. So I, I honestly might go back out in the rain. And I'll just wear this Ikea bag that's sitting next to me on my head. <laughs> no lie, that's a good bag. <laughs> okay, we have got to end it here. All right, so those are your three action steps. I'm talking today about anxiety. And I'll definitely do one more. Maybe I'll do a couple. I don't know. I'm going to see how this self-isolation period goes. Maybe I just start telling you stories. Maybe I do a kindling series and it's called Around the Campfire and I just talk to you about stories. <laughs> but there's not a lot of interesting things going on. But I feel like I can find something. Okay. Wrap it up, Harkins. I believe in us. I believe in you. And I believe in the Lord. And we can do this. Uh, I'm going to close this in prayer because I think that's important. And then I'm going to let you go. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for who you are, that we can um, trust you and your steadiness and your predictability based on your word. Lord, we know that your character remains sure when our circumstances do not. Lord, I don't know what you're doing with this COVID-19 stuff around the world, but I do know that you're good. And so when our circumstances look bleak or they look confusing, Lord, that we could go back to your word and not what we feel to determine how we're going to respond to our circumstances. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, I'm going to ask for a miracle. Lord, would you heal our land completely of COVID-19 tonight? In Jesus' name. And that might sound ridiculous to some, Lord, but um, you tell me to ask. And so I'm asking until you give me a different answer. And I believe that you can, and I believe that you could. Um, so would you do it? And would you help me believe that you could even more than I do? Lord, I thank you for the people who are listening. Lord, I thank you for technology that can connect us like this. Lord, I thank you for stirring me to finally get up and record this because it was helpful for me too to be accountable and to start talking because I've kind of holed myself up in my apartment and not really talked a lot. Lord, would you be in the hearts of those who are listening and their families? Lord, would you protect them from this virus? Lord, would you help us to be smart and to do what people ask us to do? Lord, people who are trained, Lord, would we, would we not play like a he said, she said, or think that we are the experts on this virus that literally we are learning about as it grows and spreads? Lord, could we just be smart and could we be humble? And would we use this time to not only get things done, but to rest, to learn how to rest well, to learn how to prioritize, and to learn how to love others well, especially the strangers? Could we do it? Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.